And speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in the 19th chapter of Acts, moving on to verses 35 through 41. Luke continues his account of the great riot in the city of Ephesus. On our previous study, we saw that the whole city was caught up in this mob action. They all rushed into the amphitheater, some shouting one thing and some another. Everyone was very confused. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Luke tells us that for two hours they shouted nothing, but great is Diana of the Ephesians. Now we come to verse 35, and Luke continues with his account of this incident, and he writes as follows. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Men of Ephesus, he said, everyone knows that Ephesus is the center of the religion of the great Diana, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an indisputable fact, you shouldn't be disturbed no matter what is said and should do nothing rash. As yet you have brought these men here who have stolen nothing from her temple and have not defamed her. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are currently in session, and the judges can take the case at once. Let them go through legal channels. And if there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled at the regular city council meetings, for we are in danger of being called to account by the Roman government for today's riot, since there is no cause for it. And if Rome demands an explanation, I won't know what to say. Then he dismissed them, and they dispersed. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy way. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy way. Teach me thy way. 
The city official tells the mob that they are making way too much out of this whole thing. He says, look at this great temple and our great goddess Diana. Nothing can happen to them and nothing can be said against them. Now, of course, they're gone. They have been in ruins for nearly 2,000 years. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. An ugly mob gathered in the theater at Ephesus. They were a dedicated mob, dedicated to that which was false and satanic. For two hours they shouted, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. This all started when those who made their living from the pagan temple found that the spread of Christianity had materially affected their income. Sales of their product promoting the worship of Artemis had fallen. The charts showed a sharp decline in sales. So the crowd opposing Paul and the gospel grew as it surged along the Arcadian way to the theater. It became a mob. This scene is so meaningful to me because we walked down the Arcadian Way, turned right at the end, and walked to the theater, exactly where this crowd walked. We all sat down in the bleachers and heard the story from Acts 19, read from the podium. It didn't take much of an imagination to feel and hear that mob in Paul's day. For two hours, no one could quiet the mob until the chief officer of the city got behind the podium. To him... They listened. Here is what he said. Men of Ephesus, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to be quiet and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there is anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of today's events. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion, since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Actually, this city official was a wise man, although wrong, at least in his first point. Point number one, all the world knows, he said, that the image of Artemis fell from heaven. This was in direct opposition to Paul's statement that these gods, our images, were man-made. Demetrius had whipped this mob into this frenzy by emphasizing that Paul said that man-made gods are no gods at all. This official said, the whole world knows that the image of Artemis isn't man-made. So why such a big fuss over that? Calm down. It simply isn't true and everyone knows it. It's too ridiculous to even mention. That's an interesting point because it was a common belief that the image of Artemis was fashioned in heaven and had actually fallen from the sky. The word Luke uses, which we translate fallen from heaven, is the word diopet, which is made up of two words, the first dios, meaning Zeus, and the second pipto, meaning to fall. Some suggest that perhaps a meteorite stone did fall from the sky, and it was considered sacred. 
One writer presents an interesting suggestion concerning this dial pet, this thing fallen from heaven. He mentions an inscription from the year A.D. 406, which states that a man named Demius, who opposed the use of images in religion, boasted that he had torn the image of the demon Artemis from her base and had buried it. The writer goes on to say that that dial pet was uncovered at Ephesus and is now in the Liverpool City Museum. It is a 16-centimeter stone pounder adorned with strange metal and cherished in ancient times. Evidently, it was found at Ephesus. He writes that the thing is unmistakably diopet, that is, fallen from the sky. Since there surely could be only one in Ephesus, this must be the thing referred to by this city clerk. Interesting. Perhaps there was a meteorite object in Ephesus that gave rise to the idea that the image of Artemis came from heaven. Her image, of course, was duplicated by the artisans and sold. No silver images were found in the ruins at Ephesus, since no doubt the priests melted the silver down, but a number of images of her have been discovered of terracotta and marble, some representing the goddess sitting and holding an infant, indicating the ancient mother-child cult of the East. Some show the goddess seated in a niche, sometimes alone, sometimes accompanied. Ordinarily, she is seen to hold a cup in one hand and a tambourine in the other, while two lions are beside her. Sometimes a lion serves as her footstool. Originally, Artemis was associated with animals. There is one silver statue of Artemis, but this did not come from Ephesus. It is now in the British Museum. So this city clerk quiets the crowd and assures them that the image of their goddess was not man-made, but came from heaven. Making his point, he concludes with the words, Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to be quiet and not do anything rash. God did come down to our planet, but not in the form of a lifeless image or a meteorite, but in the form of a man in human flesh. He stepped into our world in Jesus Christ. He did so that we might know him. It is he not an image, who is the savior of sinners.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.